Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We're really glad to be with you, and we have a terrific guest for this segment and a really important guest, and she needs no introduction to our audience because you already know her. She's been on a lot, and she's got a great reputation in the independent media, a big, big following on YouTube. Yeah, she also writes and produces over on Before It's News, and she's everywhere and anywhere. Her name is Lisa Haven, and we'll be joining Lisa in just a moment because we have a lot to unpack on today's show. But first, I need to remind you that we have some sponsors that actually make this show possible. We're brought to you, first of all, by My Patriot Food Supply. And I'm telling you, folks, it is the best food supply company that's out there. 25-year shelf life, great restaurant quality, no glyphosates, no GMOs, no preservatives. It is absolutely fantastic. And they're 70% off through the holidays. And you should have six months of storable food as a minimum But we realize that's a burden sometimes people can't meet initially. So we've broken these packages down into two- and four-week supplies so you can build up to that. So it's just a win-win all the way around. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And get started today giving your family the peace of mind that they deserve knowing that you've done everything you can do to prep for what is coming. And if you don't think tough times are coming, I'm sorry, you're not paying close enough attention. But I think by the end of this show with Lisa, you're going to see that you really need to get prepped. Now, secondly, if you have food, you have to have water. And we have that too, the Alexa Pure Pro Filter. Absolutely fantastic. It's generally thought to be the best filter of its type in the industry. It can clean standing water. It can purify your drinking water. It attacks chromium-6, which is cancer-causing, and that's in the drinking water of 218 million Americans, not to mention pharmaceuticals, lead, viruses, you name it. But Alexa Pure Pro is there, and we have a great special on this month only. Terrific special. Check it out. Use my name and the coupon code. Go to waterwithdave.com. So you've got the food, preparewithdave.com. You've got the water, waterwithdave.com. And those are the people that are bringing you the show today. Let's go to Arizona and welcome Lisa Haven to the Common Sense Show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. Howdy. I am happy to be with you, Dave. Well, we have a lot to get through. And we were chatting before we started today. And we were talking about the new USMCA, which is basically the new NAFTA. But there's some language in there that could affect the general public from getting the truth, unless, of course, you actually do trust CNN. But the truth tellers could greatly be affected by some of the provisions that are in the USMCA. Lisa, tell us what your concern is with this legislation. Oh, there's a lot. You know, I'm... You know, I've been all pro uh, Trump for a lot of things, but there are just some things that I disagree with, this being one of them. Uh, I was happy when he got us out of the Paris Climate Agreement, something in France, as you know, they're they're having riots over there in France over that Paris Climate Agreement. Uh, and he got us out of that. He got us out of uh, some of the finances that we have with the United Nations. However, um, I've always kind of uh, been on the fence and leery of some of his Internet rules, and especially now with his USMCA, which is a trade agreement between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Uh, But there is some disturbing verbiage that has managed to sneak its way in or uh, somehow been put in there, some kind of liability protection 
there that aids and helps your big social organizations like Facebook, like Twitter, like uh, Apple, like Google, like all our tech uh, parties. But USMCA uh, has a section in there called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, and it grants them legal immunity from user-generated content. Uh, and what it basically says, to give you kind of my own verbiage of this or view on it, if uh, say you are with, um, I don't know, you have an, a, a platform on Facebook. Say you open a Facebook page or you open a YouTube channel and you say something on that YouTube channel or Facebook page that, I don't know, offends someone uh, some way, shape, or form. And now that someone is very upset and wants to come after you and sue you for saying that. Well, uh, YouTube and big other uh, and other big tech, uh, social media big tech, uh, are not held liable, you and me are, or whoever made that statement is. And I agree with that. I think if we make a statement, we are the ones that should suffer the consequences of whatever that is, not the platform. However, the troubling part about this, uh, it's 19.17 within Section 203 of that, uh, of that trade agreement. It specifically adds more and says they're only exempt, social media giants, are only exempt from being sued if they are uh, getting out hate speech and violence and basically censoring us, censoring us. So that's how they exempt themselves is through censorship. So what does that basically do? It forces them as a social media giant to get away with and basically got the stamp of approval uh, from the government saying it's okay to censor. That's what it means because now... If they're not censoring, well, then they're held liable. But as long as they are, then they're not held liable. So it's one of those catch-22s, but it's it, it's just um, something that I think should be at the forefront uh, of everything right now because that's a huge step in the wrong direction. I wonder what they would do if all of a sudden we turned on Trump and we started to say Trump is a racist, Trump is a sexist. I wonder how they'd treat us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we'd probably be a-okay if we started with their rhetoric. And that's the problem with it. Let me read you exactly what Article 19.17 is. It's the interactive computer services, some of that verbiage that was added in there. Uh, but it says, <coughs> no party shall impose liability on a supplier or user of an interactive computer service on account of, and it gives a disclaimer, any action voluntary taken in good faith by the supplier or user to restrict access uh, to or availability of material that is accessible or available through its supply or use of the interactive computer service, and that supplier or user can considers to be harmful or objectionable. Now, this is the more important part. Uh, or any action taken to enable or make available the technical means that enable an information contact provider or other persons to restrict access to material that it considers to be harmful uh, or objectionable. So that's one. Uh, there's also another area in there uh, uh, talking about it as well. Uh, but it's very – even even um, Breitbart put out a report on it, and if people want to look it up, it's USMCA entrenches tech companies' right to censor. Uh, but this is bad. The question, I guess, that we have to ask each other is what do they deem as harmful and objectionable content? Uh, because in the mind of Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, who came out just the other day, he went to an anti-defamation league um, – 
uh, uh, meeting there, and he was given an award for censoring his people. But at that league, he specifically said his harmful content would be conspiracy theorists and anything that was hateful, we're not going to put up with it, and that basically not censoring was a sin. So this is his harmful and objectionable content would be anything that is pro-Trump, would be anything that is Christianity, would be anything that is, because um, he'll allow anti-Christian rhetoric, but he doesn't allow other anti-rhetoric, only that against Christians and conservatives. And now he's even classified conspiracy theorists. I mean, this is a very uh, uh, bad way that we're heading. Well, the the thing is, is what's a conspiracy theorist? You see, Lisa, I observed two men walking into a bank and they robbed the bank. And I called the police to write the, to, to report the crime. Well, we had a Caucasian female, age 40, 5 foot 6, 120 pounds, and a male companion, 6 foot 3, 220 pounds, dark complected with a beard, wearing a plaid shirt. And they were running off with the money. They went to the getaway car driven by a third person I couldn't recognize, and they all drove off into the sunset. Well, there are three people committing a crime together. That's a conspiracy. So are the police supposed to say, hey, I'm sorry, under USMCA, we're not supposed to take you seriously because you're a conspiracy theorist. Exactly. I mean, this is absolute nonsense. It is. And, 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 and to even hear him utter, like, I don't like conspiracy theorists and, and they have no place on my platform. And he's saying it with his same mouth. Violence doesn't have any place on this platform yet. He plays music that supports and pushes the ideals of murder, of rape, of suicide, of drug use, like all your mainstream uh, music outlets. Yet he's claiming on one side that that's not okay, but yet doing it with the other hand and only suppressing the political side that he doesn't like. And in this case, any conspiracy theorists that are against his leftist progressive agenda. And that's the problem that we're having. And so I have to think, you know, what is... Is there a solution? Is there a way to handle this? Do you make them a utility? I mean, how do we go about fixing the problem when we have dictators like those at Google and Apple and, and, and the like telling me and you that what we have to say is a conspiracy theory? They said the same about tobacco back in the day. Conspiracy theorists brought tobacco saying, hey, tobacco causes cancer. Nobody believed him back in the day, but who was right in the end? The conspiracy theorists. Same with mind control. We talk about MK Ultra and Project Monarch and all these other uh, programs, ACORN and everything else, all turned out to be true. Cancers in the vaccines, Bill Clinton actually apologized for this. I mean, JFK, I mean, the list go on and on and on. And so he's going to tell me pretty much anything against the political leftist agenda will either be A, hate speech, or B, a conspiracy theory, therefore have no place on his platform. But never mind uh, all the conspiracy theories about President Trump, the Russia narrative, or anything that fits the leftist agenda. That will be allowed. It's just absolutely incredible. Well, the bottom line is, is we need to be off their platforms. We do. We do. And, you know, I, I know we're, we're on here. Do you think that, just in your personal opinion, Dave, putting this in, a, you know, kind of like making it a utility, is that even an option? Do you think that's a bad idea? Because we're putting it from one bad to the other, if we want to call it that. But the problem with moving to these other um, outlets is they're just not growing anywhere near because these new outlets like BitChute, like Gab, like 
uh, minds, they're getting actually blocked and censored from groups like PayPal. Yes. Like they can't even accept money. So it's making it near impossible for some of these alternatives to grow because they themselves are suffering from the censorship. So is there another option? It's a good question. Um, because ultimately you're down to, if you're working on finance, the Federal Reserve is involved and um, they would have the final say. Um, because you could you could have your own finance source. But the bottom line is, like I said, the Federal Reserve. Back to what you're saying, though. Let me tell you what I'm hearing. And let me tell you what some people who I'm close to in the industry are saying. Facebook people are telling everyone, regulation's coming. And I'm going to be really specific here, Lisa. And I don't know if you knew I, I, I had done this. When I was at Branson at Steve Quayle's event, I was with... Uh, Doug and Joe Hagman and Gary Haven. And Gary Haven has a, a contact, he has many contacts, but one of his contacts is, meets with Trump in the Trump administration. Um, he Gary put the two of us together on the phone while we were in Branson. And this man was taking notes on my objections to the censorship of uh, social media. And I was going through things like open forum laws antitrust legislation. And I've studied this a lot. So I was quoting chapter and verse. And this man was actually taking notes. He was very, very, uh, should I say, attentive to what I was saying. Well, I talked to him the next day. And he told me, I'm definitely taking this to the president. And then three days later, this is back now in like third week in September, Trump came out and started dropping warnings that, hey, social media, you keep censoring, we're going to come after you. And he did it again about a month ago. And I had talked to the contact again. Now I have the person's number and I can call him directly. And I called him and he said, something is still going to happen after the first of the year. So, Lisa, I'm confused. So am I. Because it... Because this Section 230, that's why I'm trying to figure out. Because, look, there was good stuff within the USMCA. There was a lot of good stuff. This was over a 1,000 pages, I believe. It was very thick and detailed. And for them just to it's, – it, it's like they just put it in there. And, and maybe he got wrong advice. Maybe he's gotten bad advice. I'm not sure. That, that's why I am confused at it. And uh, if people want to write Trump, I encourage you to go to writetrump.com, I believe it is. But you can write him a letter and uh, let him know your thoughts on this because this is a, a huge stab, if you will, to patriots, to, to what we're doing because it helped get Trump to where he's at. So I could only imagine this gets amended or changed in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but it is a little bit concerning because President Trump has – has plans, as far as I know, uh, to start antitrust laws and uh, something of that nature because he knows he has to start moving on it. Otherwise, we're all in trouble. And and all the if if we get censored to oblivion, we can forget other things about being leaked. We can forget information on uh, immigration or chemtrails or anything in reality that's actually happening when they push it to the bottom of the barrel. Uh, so I think this is at the forefront of what is happening today, but uh, I'm kind of with you on that, and that's why it took me a long time to actually read through the verbiage, look at some of the information, attempt to understand what's going on, uh, and, you know, with this USCMA, and I, I, I guess I have a bit of a question mark on that one myself. I, I am, here's where my confusion lies in another area, too. Um, I'm not overstating this when I say this. 
Trump would not have been elected had it not been for the members of the independent media collectively. And I'm not taking any personal credit here, Lisa, but what I'm saying is our impact was big enough that I was one of the 200 outlets that was named by the Washington Post as communist spies and subversives. And and they did so in print. And uh, I should have taken Steve Quayle's advice and sued them, but I took that as a badge of honor. But I have to tell you that he doesn't get elected without us. And he's not going to get reelected without us. So why would he allow his opposition to have their way with his most staunch supporters? It doesn't make any sense. No, that's why I wonder if it was, you know, added to it or I have no idea. Um, you know, they do so many back dealings and, and under the radar deals. Uh, who knows what could happen? But for it to be labeled as as harmful or objectionable, I mean, objectionable could mean a million different things. If you if you look at what 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 China's done, objectionable to China means you speak negatively against Xi Jinping. Objectionable to China means uh, you're not worshiping. Uh, their system, you know? So, I mean, if we get somebody extra negative in here, we already have it. So I don't know. I I mean, I guess I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Uh, I'm disappointed by it. I've written the president. It goes against everything that I know of him so far. You know, I don't always agree with all of his policies, but I guess I'm going to wait and see what happens as a result because he does know about it. Now he knows about it. As far as I know, he's gotten too many letters in the mail and people have brought too much attention to it. Uh, But I guess we wait and see what happens with the USMCA deal as it moves along. This is just, uh, does it make you doubt the sincerity of Trump? Yeah, Um, exactly. Your your nonverbal response right there expresses it expresses exactly how i feel lisa exactly i know because i've been with trump from day one and i'm just i mean not day one i was skeptical in the beginning but i mean he's done so many good things i guess the way that i look at it is he's done a lot of good things probably more than any president before him is he going to do everything right no he's not uh is he going to make mistakes yeah he's like any other so whether this was just a legit mistake he he can't admit it if it is or isn't you know that's not something he's able to admit am i giving him leeway by saying this i don't know that either am i saying oh we'll give him a pass on this you know i just at this point he's done so much good for me not to continue to support him but at the same time if this isn't ratified i don't know where i'm going to go in the future you know because this is a big deal because if we silence us on the internet, right, the way that this could possibly go down, it silences every other option, every other opinion. And the elections in the future uh, aren't going to go anywhere. So I guess what we have to do is wait and watch through January, because you said he's possibly going to be introducing some stuff in January. I would wait and see comes up, because if stuff comes up that completely contradicts this, because this is between the United States Mexico and Canada. It's a trade agreement. It's not solid gold for America, if you will, but it is an agreement between three countries. So I can say that, uh, considering it's just an agreement and not actual policy in the way, shape, or form of specifically America. So I would just sit and wait and see what other actions he takes. And if he doesn't take any action on it before 2020, well, he's going to have a lot of explaining to do. Uh, But just the mere fact that he's done a lot of other good things, more than any other president, 
uh, I, I give him credit at least for that. Okay, but let's let's look at his administration this way. Number one, he's kept us out of World War III. Absolutely on every front. He hasn't done everything I agree with. The Syrian thing, I can poke holes. But he's kept us out of the war. Number two, he has revived the economy despite the Federal Reserve's best efforts to wreck it at the same time. But he has done that. Okay, number three. He's been loyal to what he has said about putting America first. He brags about being a nationalist. He endures international criticism for putting us first. Those are all great qualities for an American president. Now, he turns around and he dumps on the very group that could get him reelected. I'm just I'm thinking just from his perspective, this is political suicide. Yeah, it is. That's why I think somebody sneaked it in or it could have been added in after the fact or maybe he just wasn't paying attention. That I don't know. Then he so, needs he needs to issue an executive order and say, sorry, uh, we're not doing this. Yeah, he needs to do something. That's why I'm going to wait. I mean, I'm going to give it a little time and wait and see what happens on it. Is there going to is it going to be ratified? Is he going to bring up information on it? So that's one of those things. And what effect will it really have on us? Because as it sits right now, Dave, they're doing that anyway. Um, they're already censoring us into oblivion, if you will. And the thing that I have to add to this is we know that there are meetings taking place with Congress. Congress is calling them to office. So at the same time this has come out, there's also moves being made against them on, uh, and moves that are with them, I will say, on both sides of the fence, because even our Congress is obviously, you have Democrat, Republican, or I would say communist, socialist, and some Republican holdouts, globalist, nationalists. Uh, so they both fight in and among themselves about it. But the problem is Google isn't even going uh, before Congress. They're missing some of their uh, – they'll call them in, and sometimes they won't even show up, acting as if they're almost above our uh, our laws and rules and regulations here in America. And they're already acting like they're above our rules and laws by doing things like Dragonfly, which you've talked about on your website and your channel, and I've talked about. Who in their right mind would sign up with a communist dictator over in China and say, I'll help you censor what your people can and can't see and tell uh, everybody what's going on? Now, the Google employees had a big issue with that, and they went and protested, I believe, two or three times against Project Dragonfly. Well, what I don't understand is why does the Google employees not protest against what's happening to us? here in America. It's like they see the negative nature of a communist dictator over there with Dragonfly, yet they're openly doing it already at some level here in America. So it's just dictators like these social media are acting almost as if they're gods. Having rule and reign of pretty much everything on the internet, something has to be done. They can't continue to do this. And with this USMCA, it, it just it boils my blood, but um, we just have to we just have to wait and see. Guess I go back to that. <laughs> yeah, this is just so. Oh, it's just it's maddening and it's illogical. I suppose that is the thing that that's the trouble that you and I are having here. We can't wrap our minds around this because politically it makes no sense for Trump. I mean, it's just and 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 you could say, well, he snuck it in. Someone snuck it in. Um, he's still responsible. He put his name on it. And. Yeah. Um, it goes to to the fact, too, that um, th there's another area, too, that I have a real issue with the president on. Um, 
and, and, and I've said this publicly now, Lisa, and, and I don't I don't speak for you, and I just want to make that real clear to the audience. But, you know, 55,000 indictments, hello, where are they? Where are they? Huh? Are, are they hiding under the table? Well, I, I talked to someone in one of the agencies, Lisa, and you know what they told me? There are only about 300 sealed indictments right now existing inside the United States in the court system. 300. Not 55,000. And the 300 are about various things, not just political corruption. Um, like I said, I'm, I don't buy into the QAnon stuff. So setting, no, setting, I and I never did. And people used to ask me, Dave, why don't you write about it? Why don't you broadcast about QAnon? And the stream was so high. I just saying, I don't see the credibility. And I would just leave it at that. Show me the proof. Show me the proof. Where's the data? But I didn't come out in strong opposition, except now I need to because I have to criticize Trump. Why hasn't there been just one indictment? Why hasn't one person from the deep state been indicted? Just one. Yeah, because they keep attacking, you know, I guess Trump's administration and it's getting allowed. You know, we have... Uh, you know, all these pe- pro-Trump people or, or whatever, and it's, it's like a, as if they have a long list of wrongdoings, but no one on the other side. I mean, take, take this recently. What There was an FBI raid, right, on a whistleblower. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about this. I talked about this. This is a whistleblower who legally gave information to Congress showing the corruption of Hillary Clinton, Uranium One, that entire scandal, saying, look, the FBI didn't investigate. So what does the FBI do? They raid his house for something he did legally, confiscate all the information to cover their own butts. And I don't hear one word of that from Trump's administration or or anything. So I'm kind of like, what's going on? Because the FBI raids someone, confiscates the information, obviously, I think, to cover their butts, right? Uh, get rid of it before it can be used against them. Because the FBI is not going to confiscate information condemning what they do. So it's just a cover-up. It's a mass cover-up. And so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of blackmail. There's a lot of uh, probably threatening to families uh, within politics. You know they're dirty. I have a little information on this, and I think you might find this interesting. I have a long, long-time contact that precedes any work I've ever done in this area, and this person just happens to work in the FBI. And they told me a couple of years ago that Trump has his hands full, and this, they said this during the lame dunk period, like the period we're in right now, between the election and the inauguration. And they said that he claims he's going to clean out the swamp. Let me tell you how the FBI works, Dave. They have people who are loyalists going back to Mueller, quoted Mueller. This is before the appointment to special prosecutor. And they said that they are the cleaning agents for the FBI, but it's not just FBI. It's people who are rogue agents from the CIA, the DIA, the FBI... DHS, they are thugs that operate outside the Constitution, and everyone is scared blankless of them, is what I was told. And that Trump is going to have to contend with this particular group. If they don't have evidence on you, they will manufacture evidence on you. And this is a real live Gestapo group, and it's operating right now, and that's who raided that house. 
I got the call from my FBI contact, and they said to me, See, Dave, remember two years ago when we talked about this at Christmas? This is exactly what I was talking about. Well, that's your answer. Why is the indictment's view none, really? Because he's dealing with that. Something that has been allowed to thrive, grow, and blow up the deep state for 10, 20, 30, how many ever years it goes back. And to fight a system like that is near impossible, I guess. And so what are they manufacturing on Trump? Well, obviously the Russia scandal. All this fake Russia narrative, putting people away, it's fake. It's a hoax. It's all uh, fake evidence. They're, they're uh, forcing people to say certain things by obviously threats or threatening their family. Uh, but there is a lot of that going on. So Trump, I think, is a little, I hate to say it, but almost a lone wolf. There are some others also on his side. But um, I'm hopeful that's that something, I mean, he has to find another way around it, I guess. We have to go about it a different way because what he's not doing isn't working. Or what, if he, I guess if he doesn't do something soon, I believe he's, he's going to not make it in 2020. He's going to be taken out. Uh, they're going to uh, impeach him or whatever the case may be. He has to act yesterday, like literally yesterday, because they're already uh, making their move and making progress in a very bad direction. <laughs> Your instincts are so good, Lisa. I had a conversation with one of my other sources, and basically what you just said is exactly what we talked about. And what came out of this was the plan that's in place right now for the deep state to get Trump out of office by hook or crook any means possible they would prefer not to enact the assassination card but will if need be this is what i've been told and that pence is already a deeply compromised person and i'm not going to go into all the details and he is i'm aware of what they're talking about so if you remove trump and pence who is likely to secede to the presidency and her name would be nancy pelosi now this even gets better Robert David Steele of the CIA, ex-CIA, and I'm sure you know who he is, he uh, contacted me. In fact, I interviewed him yesterday in preparation for a show this weekend. And Robert said he talked to Roger Stone, and Roger Stone said I was right on the money. Yep, you are. You are. That's the thing. Um, and we all see it. We all know it. I, I don't know what, why Trump is waiting. I don't know why he's waiting, but I think he's digging himself a hole by waiting. Bingo. Whatever he's sitting on, whatever dirt he has on the deep state, uh, he needs to let it out. He needs to let it go. And, you know, he needs to also warn people that they're going to falsify stories about him, about his family. They're going to make stuff up. People already know that exists. Uh, people like you and I have been exposing it for many, many years. So we're well aware that that kind of stuff is possible. I mean, you can now, with the technology that exists, put a president on screen saying words they, that, that never really said. I mean, we have the ability to frame someone to the ill. And so mm -hmm. I, I think it all has to be released in one bombshell. He addresses the nation through a State of the Union address, comes up, lays it all on the line, doesn't tell anybody what, he, what he's doing, because if he tells someone, uh, they're not going to let it happen, obviously. He just has to get out in front of the public and tell everyone what's really up. Uh, but he's got to continue to gain the trust of the American people. But they, the problem is the left keeps watering down faith in Trump, the trust in th Trump. 
uh, with all this fake and false narrative calling him a racist. So there's a huge part, unfortunately, of America who is very untrustworthy of who he is. So if he does do that, um, we can evidently be prepared for a major twist of some sort from the other side. I, I agree. I agree. And um, uh, case in point here, Kanye West, I love Trump. He's my president. He cares about black people. Look what he's done economically for black people. Undeniable. I mean, lowest unemployment rate ever. Uh, highest per capita income increase ever for black people. And yet the man's a racist. But Kanye West was just undying in his support. Goes to the White House, drops F-bombs because he's so enthusiastic in his support of Trump. And then a week later, he says, oops, I really didn't mean it, boys and girls. Uh, someone got to him. Absolutely. Someone Absolutely. got someone got to Kanye West. And this is the group I'm talking about. These multi-agency thugs that operate off the books with black ops funding. And I got to shut up there. I was going to talk about revealing the sources financially. I can't because it could expose somebody. Sorry about that, Lisa. Um, yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, you, you work in this business and you understand that when you have confidential conversations and people trust you and ultimately they trust their lives to you, you have to really measure every word you're going to say. And, and I'm thinking I could have probably got away with that, but I don't think I'm going to. But let me just say this. How sure am I of what I'm saying about these interagency thugs? 110%. 110%. I know exactly what we're up against. The Nazis did the same thing. And people shouldn't be surprised because who set up DHS? The man who set up the East German Stasi. We paid him $5 million, Marcus Wolf. So are, should we be surprised they're employing Nazi tactics? No, they are 100%. If, I've read the Communist Manifesto. I've read uh, some of the, the books over there that they walked and, and read by, and it's the exact same thing happening here in our country. Um, I'll give you an example, and a lot of that is brainwashing via the mainstream media, sure. via television. And now it's so subtle uh, here's an example I brought up the other day. Uh, there's a show on TV. It's called All American. It's uh, some kind of TV series. But it's always in the commercials that I see. And what is it? This picture of a football, you know, an, say it's an NFL football guy, and he's running in the background, and it says American, All American, and you have that football player. Well, right now, football is anything but America and American, in my mind, with all the chaos of them going down on one knee, you know, standing in stark opposition of our country. And this is happening over and over in the NFL. And so what happens, people get mad, leave the NFL, stop watching, stop going to the games. Their money drops, okay? They start losing a bunch of money because... Some idiot players want to go down on, on a knee and pretend like, I mean, you know, and pretend like they're doing the right thing when in reality they're just bashing our country. And now there's good ones there that are standing, thankfully, and then, but there's others who are not. But needless to say, they are not the picture of America and America Frida and all American. You cannot put somebody who debates within their own group whether or not America is great and then 
put a picture saying that's America. So why the picture? Why the brainwashing, right? Yeah. Well, the answer, the NFL needs back their loving people, and they need to get them back into the NFL. So you get this picture over and over again of a football player with the words All-American running across your TV set because why? And the globalists are all for this because the NFL accomplishes entertainment. Entertainment and making the masses uh, under a normalcy bias. If they're not kept under normalcy bias, if they're not kept constantly entertained, well, then they'll actually wake up to what's going on. When people started leaving the NFL, they lost some of that entertainment ability. So now the NFL and the globalists are attempting to, quote, win them back by calling them All-American, even though they're an, they're, they've been the antithesis of it. Just an example. I think that's it as a great example. Um I hesitate to bring up this example because you're too young. And, um, <laughs> okay, you could giggle, but it's true. You're young and pretty, and I'm old and decrepit. But um, here's the, there's a movie that was made in 1975, and I've written about this before. And the movie was called Rollerball, and it's not the remake they did, the garbage version of 2012. James Kahn was the actor in 1975. And the game was rollerball, but it was really NFL football. And in the game, uh, in, in the movie, I should say, the, the planet was ruled by six corporations. And they always met on closed-circuit TV to decide issues. And there was a star in the game. He was kind of like the Michael Jordan of rollerball. And he was too big for the game, too popular. He gave hope to people that individual expression was okay rather than submitting to the collective and the communist. And so they called him in and said, you will retire. And I'm not going to go into any more about the movie, but that's what the NFL does. The NFL captures people's imaginations. It's a perfect platform for propaganda. And if people don't think that the NFL is not on board with kneeling and desecrating the American traditions and dishonoring our combat veterans, think again. They could stop it in a heartbeat. But they don't want to because their issue is to tear down nationalism and loyalty to this country. I say amen to that. You're spot on 100%. And that's, and that's also, it's not, let me, let me expand that a little bit. It's not just the NFL. It's also the movies, the television shows. If I just like the All-American show, that's one. Uh, we have Quantico, that's another. Uh, what is it? Quantico and Designated Survivor constantly pushes an anti-gun agenda against domestic terrorists, always terrorists, but they all push an anti-gun agenda. I I was in almost in tears the other day because a, a commercial came on, of course, the Disney Channel, and it had two boys on there. I recorded it on my phone. I'm, I'll probably play it at some point, uh, but it was talking about Oh, you know, um, you need to have gun safety and be safe with guns. Great. But then it went on to say, and if you go to your friend's house, make sure you ask the parents if they have any guns. And if they do, make sure they're locked up. And I'm like, who the heck? Hello, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Yeah, uh, we've. Isn't that interesting that you got cut out? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Where did I cut off? <laughs> yeah, Lisa, we're going to have to reestablish the connection. It is nasty. Let me mark the time here, and um, 
And uh, I, to the listening audience, be patient with us. We'll reestablish. People like to mess with us. Howdy. Hi, and that's much better. And we're back. And uh, this happened when I was uh, interviewing Paul Martin the other day. The same exact thing happened, and in, in, in almost at the same time, uh, we were at the thirty-nine minute mark of the hour, and Paul went down at thirty-eight fifty. Uh, I know because I had to splice these together. But anyway, to our listening audience, thank you for your indulgence here, and I hope you'll pardon the blip in the radar, so to speak. And let's get back to it. Lisa, go back and repeat what you were saying because you cut out for a good portion of it. Yeah, so I was talking about I, – I was on – I was sitting on the couch the other day, and I was a commercial had come on, and this is the kind of propaganda. It's not only in the NFL but the movies, the TV shows, but a, a – commercial came on a Dis- on Disney and it was two boys talking to each other about how they needed to be gun safe in their homes and uh, ask your parents if they have you know their guns locked up and then it went on to say and if you go to your friend's house before you go and visit or when you get there make sure you <laughs> ask the parents if they own a gun this is a f- going over to your friend's house asking your friend's parents if they have a gun and if so is it locked up somewhere safe and i'm thinking who the heck are they to tell other kids is uh kids to ask other parents that aren't even their own you know what i mean this is an ultimate agenda uh and a gun control agenda but this is the kind of stuff they're brainwashing and both of my kids all four of them actually were sitting at the couch and i hit that pause button i said that's propaganda don't you ever <laughs> ever ask the other parent. that's the stupidest thing and they have every right to slap you if you do ask not that my kids ever would and they they put their heads down they're like i know mom it's propaganda oh my god i'm gonna tell you again but it's just insane because this average parent doesn't pause the tv and explain to their children that this is part of the democratic agenda that they want to take away our guns and that mao and stalin and hitler took away our guns so all this is coming at us from every different direction uh and they're censoring us online so it's this big package so it's getting harder dave to win the other side because they're so brainwashed They've been told guns are bad. They've been told, uh, you know, those uh, who are pro-Trump and nationalist are right-wing extremists, and they are going to go off like with a gun and, and crazy and, and like go kill a bunch of people. That's that's what they're taught, and it's complete opposite of reality. And I know that it is getting harder to win the hearts of people every day because their brainwashing tactics are everywhere. You know, what's interesting, Lisa, is that I will um, sometimes befriend people, and they know what I do. And sometimes it's a professional relationship. It blends into personal. And here's what I hear a lot. Dave, you're actually much nicer than I thought you'd be. You're pretty tough on people you don't like in politics. And I thought you were just a right-wing extremist prone to violence. But you're not that way at all. And see, that's how we're categorized. That That is the M.O., for people like you and I. Oh, yeah. I, and, and that's the thing, too. I have some friends who don't even know what I do for a living. I, I don't fully broadcast, but I'll tell not I would say more acquaintances. Uh, and then they, they'll find out somehow on their own and they're like, wow, 
You know, same thing. You're such a, an advocate against that stuff. And then they start asking questions, which is great, because then I have that open door to reach with them and, and to talk to them about it. And that's really what we have to start doing, Dave. We have to be, uh, I guess, um, kind of friends to our neighbors, to our loved ones, and uh, to people around us. We have to be good citizens, if you will, uh, people who are just loving people to others so they get the right idea of who we really are. Because the mainstream media is painting an alternative picture that isn't true and you know it scares me a little bit because i know that one day they're going to pull that card and say oh they're all evil they're all roundups they're attempting to do this which are complete false falsities and lies especially for everyone who knows us they know the the exact opposite and one day they could pull that card and start rounding us up for our political beliefs they're already doing it in China. They're already doing that in other countries, in Middle Eastern countries. Uh, I mean, when we think about what's happening, you have to ask the question, has it happened in history? Has hmm. it happened before? Yeah. Will it happen again in the future? Yeah, it always does. Many times have uh, political people or uh, just for a difference in political view been rounded up and detained because they're making an impact on society. And their fear with us is that we're waking up society, and we should. They have every right to be awoken and know what's going on because unless you're woken up, then you're in the matrix and you're still fast asleep. So I think uh, enemy number one for a lot of the globalists is people like us because we're waking people up, and we're not doing it with violence. We're not doing it uh, through coercion or anything of that nature. We're just saying, hey, look what's going on. This is the truth. Decide for yourself. You know, you're so right about the um, it's happened before. A lot of people don't talk about this in our business, Lisa, and I think they should. And and here's what I'm speaking about. The Americans in the 1930s loved to go to the movies. Even during the Depression, they'd find a nickel to go to the movies. And there would be newsreels where the latest news would be played, and that was kind of their version of CNN and Fox at that day. Well, the Germans were doing the same thing. Only the thing is, the Germans didn't get real news. Americans, you know, pretty straightforward news during that time. Here's what the Germans would get. They'd get a story about tough German life during the Depression, and then they'd show rats scurrying in the corner. Then they'd talk about Jews and go back to the rats. And then they'd talk about the Jews and go back to the rats again. And over and over and over. And through a process psychologists call classical conditioning, the idea of rats being paired up with Jews became the moniker for people just saying, well, they are bad people and the government must know what they're doing when they come to get them. That's what they're doing to us right now. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, that that's your modern propaganda. So they're painting us with rats, basically. They're painting us as the scum of society. They're saying things about us that aren't even true. Even uh, Macron came on and said, uh, nationalism is not patriotism. The two mm -hmm. are stock opposites. And I wanted to Stomp is that not I, okay? I won't in metaphorically, <laughs> metaphorically to clarify. Uh, you know, I want to just go ah and shake him, and you know, metaphorically speaking, not physically. But I'm just saying, uh, it's just insane because then you look up the definition of nationalism, and the very word patriotism is within there. Yes, two are the same, and they're trying to split them apart. Uh, in today's society and, and that's kind of where we're at they're making everything we do negative and then what was even creepier is that exact verbiage that Emmanuel Macron said about the two being opposites 
was in uh, that movie about the Secretary of State. Oh, I'm blanking the name of the movie. Madam Secretary, I mm. think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she said the exact same words to the T that Emmanuel Macron said. I'm like, tell me that ain't brainwashing. Here it is in all other aspects. So they're painting their rats right now, and that's you know terrifying for us because we are putting our bottoms on the line but at the same time we also know we're doing the right thing and we're standing on the right side and i for one cannot uh change that and don't want to because i know in my mind i answer to god and i answer to truth and i answer you know to the freedoms that we have and i ha i'm reliable for my children and their children and i'm going to do everything i can to help have give them a free society and not one in bondage so uh, I'm not going to cave in and give in to their ploys of, of uh, censorship and tyranny uh, when I have to choose freedom or bondage. That's, I think, what motivates so many of us in this business. Because when you add in the variable of transhumanism, and I know we don't have time to go down that rabbit hole, but we could be the last generation of humans in the form that we know it. And this is ultimately what we're fighting against. And the way to get to ultimate transhumanism, where would they just have a servant class like you and I that's dumbed down, is to allow them to continue to take over our political processes and our, and really our media. Uh, that's, that's, see, this is why people don't understand. Why do you get so upset with the social media, Dave? Because if we lose our voice, they will win. See, there's 50% of us out there that don't know what's going on. 50% are ignorant and apathetic. And they're going to be won over by one side or the other. And uh, it's interesting. But I will tell you this, Lisa, and I get your quick reaction to this. Someone asked me two days ago, when are the French riots going to come here? And I said, that's a really good question. I said, when the 50% great unwashed who know nothing other than a beer and football, I said, when they are interfered with in their normal living, they can't get on the Internet, they can't go hunting. I said, when their life is interfered with, they're going to go from zero to 60 right away in their protests, and they're going to be in the streets. They're going to be the protesters. I said, it won't be us in the independent media. We already know this is coming. We're desensitized to it. And the people who are awake who follow us are desensitized to it. The people who are going to be rioting like the French are the ones who don't know a damn thing that's going on right now. I agree with that. I think that's very possible because um, I think a lot of people... but. Then again, I have to ask, is that part of the plan anyway? Because there's a lot of bad, I mean, there's bad and good that can come as a result of a revolt. You know, we had Hitler rise out of uh, tension and chaos. Uh, what will arise and what is the ultimate agenda of that in the long run? Uh, but at, same, at the same aspect, um, we're headed to a very scary place as it is. So there's so many ways and tangents that things can go in the very near future. Uh, and I think our job is to keep bringing light to it and you know stand up against corruption you know uh by speaking truth and and telling people about what's truly going on and we got to sit in that but i think you're absolutely onto something there for sure yeah it's such a good place i think to conclude our interview we're just about out of time but lisa i would be really remiss if uh, those few who are listening in the audience aren't intimately familiar with your work they need to become familiar with your work. And people, you need to follow Lisa Haven. You can hear what a breath of fresh air she is and how I mean, she has such a great perspective about this. It's such a good nature about this, a Christian nature. But nonetheless, she doesn't take any prisoners. And I know you want to follow her. So, Lisa, tell the ones who aren't quite as familiar with you as they will be how they can follow your good work. 
Yeah, um, they can check me out at Lisa Haven, H-A-V-E-N dot news. That's Lisa Haven dot news. Mm -hmm. uh, I encourage you guys to sign up for my newsletter there. It's just a way I keep in contact. Or you can check me out on YouTube under Lisa Haven. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I mean, I so appreciate you coming on. And I, I, I say this a lot. I said this to Doug Hagman just the other day when we were talking. Doug, when I look at what you and Joe do, and Lisa, you're included in this, we have so many great people in this movement, so many intelligent people that I'm just proud to be associated with. It's hard to believe we're just not dominating them, but we have a lot of work to do. That we do. Thank you for joining us, Lisa. Uh, really good stuff. I look forward to having you back on. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye.